We are gifted so many things that we can tap into, but we often hold ourselves back by one, the stories we tell ourselves, the expectations we have for ourselves, and like the self-talk that often is just so negative. Well, hello, JJ, and welcome to Fill Up Your Cup podcast. I am super excited to have you on the show today and to kick off the new year with some inspiration and implementation tips from you. Well, I'm so excited to be here. I'm obviously drawn to your work and your name being Jennifer Jane myself. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you. I like to start my episodes by asking my guests to introduce themselves and share a little bit about their story. And I'm particularly interested in your story because where you started your career is very different to where you've ended up. So I would love if you could share a little snapshot of your journey and how you created your life that feels good. Yes, yes. So I would have never expected to be an author. I'm dyslexic. So that just was not even in my wheelhouse. I was really strong at math and science and pursued a degree in technology, where I learned computer information systems. And I spent most of my career in technology in Silicon Valley. But uh, as I moved through life, had kids and really just tried to maneuver the professional landscape, I really realized how difficult it is for people to continue to drive towards their goals when they have so many yeses, so many things that they're working on. I think many of us lose ourselves in our own choices. I know I did. And that really kind of took me on a trajectory of getting with people that are 5, 10, 15 years ahead of me and asking them like their cliff notes. How do you get things done? How do you stay on task? How do you make your goals a reality after the age of 35? And Little did I know way back in 2008, 9, and 10 when I was asking these questions that that would be the basis for my first book. And just last year, I finished my third book, Seeking, which is really about working from the inside out. And that has brought me to meditation and mindfulness and retreats and solo trips and really working more with our energy. You have an amazing career. You have written multiple books and talk about so many different topics. But I think one of the things that really comes out on top when I look at your work and even your most recent book, Seeking, is this idea of helping other people find their purpose and get the confidence to tap into that and say yes to that instead of all of the things we think we should be leaning into. And let's start with that because it's the start of a new year. It's a fresh page for many of us. It's an opportunity to get some more clarity on what our purpose is. I would love to know from you and your experience what are some of the biggest blocks that you see people have around doing that work and getting the clarity around that sense of purpose? Mm. Well, I do think you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. So whether you're in a challenging relationship, not the right job, or you are in the right job, but you can't find the right house, whatever you're working through is where you're supposed to be. And I have shifted my mindset to ask often, what is the lesson? What is the lesson before me? What do I need to learn? What is going on with the things around me? What is happening? 
And I feel like I'm a lot more observant than I've ever been. And so many things crossed my path that I would have never seen before because I was so busy in my head planning and doing and organizing and preparing, or I was reflecting, dissecting, analyzing what had already happened. And I feel like I really wasn't in the present moment to see all the gifts and synchronicities that were happening around me. I can really resonate with that. And I think that's a really great question to ask yourself off of the back of year closing and heading into the start of another year instead of analyzing everything that went wrong or that you are maybe resentful of looking at what is the lesson and i think it's so true what you said when we start to ask ourselves what is the lesson in this moment we can shift our mindset into seeing it more as an opportunity even if it is something challenging even if it is something painful it's not to say that it's going to be easy but it allows us to say what can I learn from this so that it's a valuable use of my time and energy? And I think that also helps us show up in challenging periods as well. It does. And I feel like for many of us, like we're so eager to get there, wherever there is. I know I was. And I have to always remember now that here is helping me get there. And I think for many of us, we want to know what our life purpose is. We want to know what our life's work is. And we just want to know, we want to know, we want to know. But in reality, what we're doing right now is preparing us for our next step. And, you know, little did I know back, you know, when I was a young child, I started working. When I became a teenager, I worked in hospitality and resorts. And never did I know now that I would be leaning on that so heavily now that I host retreats. I just... It just didn't make sense to me back then. And it didn't make sense why I ended up in tech and how I ended up going to Ohio. But then I ended up meeting my husband that lived in Ohio, which I grew up in New York. So I feel like you can almost look back on your life and some circumstances and track back to, oh my gosh, this brought me here. This brought me here. Even if there's decades apart from where things happen. It's so true. It's like joining the the dots or connecting the thread, even if they are periods that in the moment are challenging, there are skills that maybe we're developing or people that we meet that bring something to our lives that is going to help move us forward. And I think when we start to bring that pre- uh, mindset to the present moment, as you say, we can start to see the opportunities that are in front of us, the people that are around us and also align with that energy of gratitude for what we have rather than focusing on what we don't have yet as well. And that can be a really big mindset shift. Yeah. And it's something that I talk about in great detail in the latter part of the book, because the beginning of the book, I really start talking about things that happened early on that have lessons, relationships that we were brought around, whether it's our parents or siblings, maybe our first teacher or first job and how and what we've gathered from that. Because a lot of us are taught to like cross every T, dot every I, but in reality, we're supposed to flow through our life. And the book Seeking for me was really all the little things I did to kind of get back into my flow because I lost my flow because I was so busy architecting my life. I can resonate with that so very much. I personally have come back, come off the back of a year where that was really my purpose. Having lost my flow and lost my direction, I decided, okay, I'm going to take a year to start to connect with myself again and, and find that clarity and 
the difference that can come as the saying goes like the difference a day makes or the difference a year makes i think when you start to live with clarity or really seek out that clarity about yourself and start connecting those dots of the past to help you show up in the present to move towards the future rather than always being pulled in between the two. And I think that's a great segue into my next question for you, which really is around that idea of goal setting, which we all love to do at the start of a new year. I personally am not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions because I think that we can lose ourselves in them and we can sometimes set ourselves up for failure because we set these huge goals and these huge aspirations that are not attainable and lead us to feeling disappointment that we don't. Or we set these goals that we're not clear around that we feel like we should set and they're not really for us. And so I wanted to talk to you about how we might be able to do that a bit differently this year? How could we start to set goals that are more aligned and more purpose-driven goals? That's a great question. And one of the things that have helped me is really deciding what I'm not going to do anymore. So what is taking up space for me that's really not serving me? And so I have this power of no chart that I created over a decade ago based on so many people I interviewed that were saying, you know, align to what matters, align to what excites you, find things that energize you. And I was like, what? I, I don't get that. What does that mean? So I created a chart back in 2010 for my first book that I really write down what is the commitment. Then I added a column like who is asking me to do this commitment? Because what I realized is I had some repeat offenders in my life that would ask and ask and ask for me to do things for that. So do you have initials of someone? It could be you. You could be asking yourself to do the commitment, but you could also have just certain people in your life that ask for a lot more than really you want to give. And so really understanding who those people might be. The third column is, does it align to where I am now or where I want to have impact next? Because what I find with so many people is like they can define goals, but it really has to be something that's super important to you, something that you want to move the needle on. And so impact is the word that I use. So where is it something you are aligned to now or want to have impact next? That's a yes or no. And then the fourth column is, does it give me the right energy? Is it something I look forward to doing, I run towards, or is it something that drains me? Because what I find a lot of times is we're aligned to so many commitments that drain us. And they're really not aligned to our areas of impact. And the people asking us, are you really using us as a stepping stone for their goals? So I'm happy to share this with your listeners. But for me, I want to be really clear on where do I have space in my calendar? And then where do I want to have more areas of impact? And what does that look like? Do I want to start a conversation, start a group, be part of a group, join a board, start something from scratch? Do I want to join a community? Do I want to learn from somebody who's ahead of me? And I think those types of goals, as you mentioned earlier, are a lot more digestible and doable. And then when you get in that flow and that energy, then you really need to pay attention to what crosses your path because the universe is essentially waiting for you to lean in to what is calling you. And when you're leaning into what is calling you, even the smallest of steps, meaning make a phone call, show up to a meeting, you know, start that first chapter in that book, whatever it is for you, when you lean in, the universe then says, ah, this person's ready. They're ready to lean into this. Let me deliver them the next step. And so you don't want to be so overcalculated that you're not really paying attention to what's happening around you. Love it. Love it. I am so excited hearing you say this, and I definitely want to use this spreadsheet as well for my own goal setting. I loved what you said about 
asking yourself, where do I want to make impact next and move the needle? I think that's a really great way to look at goal setting. And it's something that's helped me a lot as well in in last year was looking at that idea of moving the needle just like a little bit forward rather than going, this is my big dream. This is what I want. And then feeling instantly deflated because it feels so far out of reach. Um, And I think that that idea of moving the needle forward and, and leading into that is super helpful for us. So is there anything that you could help us with to expand on that idea on how do we start to think about those next steps in a meaningful way without doing that micromanaging of our own life where we feel like we need to scaffold and structure everything so that we have clarity, but we also leave space for the universe and opportunities to come into our lives that can help us start to move that needle forward. That I love that. Well, I think for anybody, journaling is a great way to start, but really just writing down on a piece of paper, dictating it in your phone, like, how do you want to end the year? Like, what is exciting for you? What do you want to be leaning towards? And not have to perfectly map out every single step. So for me, you know, two years ago, I'm like, I want to finish that third book. I'd love to get it published by this company. And I'd like to have it out by this date. Well, let me say that didn't happen. I didn't get published by the company I wanted. It didn't even happen that year, but it got me working in that direction. And the next year I ended up publishing the book and it was actually different than what I thought it was going to be and how I was going to get into the world and what it was going to do for my next step. So I think having these big marker goals that you're driving towards is super important, but then creating space to just see what comes your way, not getting so deflated by the small and big no's. No's are just, are not really more than anything than a point in time, and they shouldn't deter you if it's something Thing you're super passionate about. I'm a big believer in collecting your no's because I believe it's a total numbers game that every no is closer to a yes. And if that door shuts, you need to immediately turn around and look what door is opening or what window can you move through. I love that. I recently read uh, Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and she talks about that as well. And um, kind of sometimes turning it over to the universe and going, this is what I want. I know what I want now universe, show me the how, show me how I'm going to get there. And I think when we open ourselves up and go, I know what I want and I'm ready to take action, then when those opportunities come our way, we can do that check-in of like, is, is this in alignment? Is this the energy that I want? Because if we're focused on that what, then we can take on those hows as well. So that's a really important point. Yeah, the hows are something I've really had to let go of because mm-hmm. I was a micromanager myself and, and just being like, well, it's going to happen this way and this is going to happen, this is going to happen this way. And then the second thing wouldn't happen. I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to happen. And in reality, that's not the way it's supposed to be. In fact, I have learned over the years that sometimes my how is too small. And I say that because like, even my last book, like I really wanted to get published by a big spiritual house. They said, no, I end up going in a totally different direction, writing the book almost differently. It's more of a workbook for people to get through how they would do it, which I know this group would not have approved because the chapters are short and there's so many questions that it's more of a workbook style book, but it's really helping people understand what's holding them back and how to really work through sort of the molasses of their mind and their surroundings at times that are holding them back. And I just know now after working with many authors from that group that they would never have approved it 
Not to mention that the cover, like the covers of most books are just a title because it's the cheapest way to do covers. And the cover is just has its own frequency. The book has its own frequency. But the reality is the book is really more of a bridge uh, for people that are moving into a more awakened life. And it doesn't really group into any one particular thing. And if I would have gotten too caught up on the six no's I got for that book, the book would have never made it out into the world. And it was meant to take a different path and has opened so many more doors. I mean, just the fact that we're talking than I could have ever imagined for myself. I'm getting goosebumps listening to you talk because this also just resonates with me so much. I say a lot on this podcast, I consider myself a people pleaser in recovery and being someone who has big dreams, but also being someone who's a people pleaser can sometimes clash a little bit because I want to be able to have a vision and then plan out how that's going to happen perfectly. So letting go of the how has been a big part of my journey as well. And learning to lean into that energy of what um, infuses me, like what gets me excited to show up at my desk daily. And I think when you're building a dream, whether that's on the side of a full-time job or you're, you know, self-initiating it and, and being your own boss, that's so important. And checking in with when that's not happening as well, because that is a sign as to how things maybe are supposed to happen, or maybe that initial plan that you wrote out is not how it's meant to happen. So I think the more I've lent into that energy as well, the more I've realized ah, this is actually how it was meant to happen. And things are always working out for me, even if it's not the way that I originally envisioned that they would. That is the truth. And honestly, they're often much bigger. Like I do, there's things that I've been doing over the years that I had such a kind of linear plan of how it was going to happen. And it is so much bigger than I could have imagined it. And I get these little whispers. I don't know if you get these, but I get these whispers of things to do. So when I was working on working with so many women, I speak at a lot of women's conferences. I was leaving a stage and I got this little whisper, like bring the women together outside. And I'm like, like right now, like I'm in this huge conference center, like, are they going to follow me out? And right away, I'm like thinking like why it's not going to work. Little did I know like that was going to transpire into retreats outside with women in business. And I just had my 14th retreat. And had I envisioned like what it had to be, I would have never gotten it off the ground. We are gifted so many things that we can tap into, but we often hold ourselves back by one, the stories we tell ourselves, the expectations we have for ourselves, and like the self-talk that often is just so negative. And I feel like a lot of what I talk about now is how to maneuver the inside voice, that inside team of people that are really working maybe with you, maybe without you. But if you have a big aspiration, oftentimes you have to work around all of the stories you've collected along the way and all the voices that tell you it's not possible. Because if you're getting that whisper, you are meant to do that work. And the whole purpose of you being on this planet is to maneuver that energy that's trying to hold you back so that you can step into your light. You can be in your flow and you do align to your purpose. The When you said whispers there, I, I love when people share things like that because so often we think like, 
I'm the only one having this experience. And I totally can relate to what you're saying. A couple of years ago, I was in a really difficult place trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And I suddenly just got this whisper of, this is what needs to happen next. And when I chose to do that, everyone else was like, I don't think that this is the right step. I think that this is stepping backwards. But little did I know that taking that step was exactly where I needed to be. It put me in a position in a job that maybe wasn't like the highest earning job, but surrounded me with a community of people that I really needed for that next step of my life to make me feel a part of something and to make me see my own strengths, which and eventually led to me being able to create the online space that became Laura Jane Illustrations and build a whole career that I never even imagined possible, which is exactly why I'm sitting here and speaking with you today. And so I think those whispers are really important and learning to separate them from that narrative as well of like, you can't do this or this isn't right, those limiting beliefs um, and recognizing those two different internal voices. So thank you for sharing that with us because I'm so excited that I'm not the only one who hears the whispers (laughs) and that I'm not going nuts. (laughs) You're not. And I talk a lot about these in the book Seeking because I feel like no one does talk about them. And then what do you do with them? I mean, for me, it's taken me years sometimes from the time I hear the whisper to the time I actually activate it. Because of my fear of failure, which is so Mm. crazy because I don't know how I can have expectations for myself for things I've never done. That is such a powerful thing to say. How can we set expectations for things we've never done? I think so often we set them off of what we think other people will think of us. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles, especially when you have big dreams and big goals that are maybe far away from the life that you currently lead. Often that voice of you can't do it is coming from what you think other people are going to tell you about that choice. I think that's so true. And I feel like the fear and the self-doubt and the people's voices, and those voices can, can come from people we love, like our family members. And I talk a lot about this, about how, you know, sometimes we perfectly orchestrate us in situations to keep us in a standstill and we have to be strong enough to push through. And I think a lot of us are being challenged right now. Are we strong enough to push through? Do we believe enough in the whispers? Do we have enough juice in the belly to make that happen. And so as you're starting this year, like really think about what is calling you? What is something that's been on your heart that you haven't yet been able to wrap your mind around? And how do you do a small step today, this week to just investigate as Jen Sincero would say, just see what you can do. And I think for many of us, it's like just leaning into what is calling us one step at a time and let go of those expectations. Because I guarantee you, it will end up so much differently than you could ever imagine anyways, especially if it's a whisper coming through you. I love that. That's amazing advice to take with us as we head into a new year. And hopefully our listeners are getting excited and inspired about setting goals in a different way for the coming year and maybe leaning into their own whispers. Before we end out our conversation, I wanted to touch on the idea of energy a little bit because you did mention it already as we were chatting and it is a big part of your book as well. You have a lot of writing about this idea of energy and raising our frequencies. And again, I think heading into the new year, it's a good thing to get 
clarity on and to check in with. Um, and I really wanted to touch on this idea of raising our frequencies because I think it's a term that we see a lot trending online at the moment, but maybe not everybody fully understands. So maybe you could help shed a little bit of light on that and share with us how we can check in with our own energy heading into this new year so we can maybe reset and realign. So energy is something I really have had to learn about. I didn't realize that I move through life with energy. We all do. And sometimes when we're in the wrong job or the wrong relationship, our energy is low and we find ourselves leaning more towards this is not working. This can't work. Who am I? Why did they say that to me? I can't believe they took my parking spot. Like all of this kind of like everything is happening to me. And I really had to work to shift my energy to life is happening for me. And one of the ways I did that is really checking in with my energy. Am I a practicing polluter? Am I sharing negativity? Not as we would see in a movie, but am I just constantly saying things like, oh, I can't believe I didn't get that cart or didn't get that parking spot or can I can't believe I didn't get that role or I can't believe that girl's going out with that person or I can't believe that guy took that thing for me. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like, are we in the, I can't believe this is happening to me all the time? conversation with ourselves? Or are we in a more gratitude and love, like how grateful I am to have breakfast and have a hot shower and be able to go to work and have a computer and be able to go on a trip? Like whatever it is for you, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. But are you leaning more towards gratitude and love or anxiety, fear, and worry or disappointment? You know, a lot of us live in a very disappointed lifestyle. And I think for many of us, we have to consciously shift that. And I think of frequency like radio stations, you know, it's frequency modulation is what FM radio stands for. And if you really think about, am I way down, maybe at 82.7 or I'm up way up at 97.5 or even 104.3? It doesn't really matter where you are on the spectrum, but just noting where you are and then working to shift that. And I do really specific things to work to do that. One, I take good care of myself. Like you really need to Think about what you're saying, what you're eating, what you're feeding yourself, both mentally, spiritually, physically. You know, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you talking about with yourself on a regular basis? Because oftentimes I was drowning in my own defeat and I really had to just be mindful to like almost containerize that so I could really focus on all the good things that were happening. And the more that you are able to shift your own energy, the faster what is happening outside of you will shift. I love that idea of switching the frequency on the radio. I think that's a really great visual and a, a really quick way to check in with yourself as well if it's something that's new to you. I think for me, the one that I noticed was, am I leaning to an energy of abundance or scarcity? Do I see what I don't have or am I recognizing what I already have that's helping me move forward. And when I noticed I was in that scarcity mindset, making that switch, even if it was just go, okay, list three things in your mind right now that I'm grateful for, it really helped me feel more resilient in facing the challenges that were in front of me. And also giving me that sense of, I am in control a little bit. I can change things. I can move things. If I am unhappy, I can shape my world around me to feel a little bit better. Yeah, you really have control of exactly where you're going and how fast you're going. And I think a lot of it has to do with the inside work, which I didn't recognize for years. I mean, my first two books are really focused almost 
a lot more externally. There's a thing, snippets of things in there, but it's not until the third book that I realized that everything that is happening inside of you is happening outside of you. And if you want to change your outside, you have to work on your inside. That is a very good nugget of wisdom to bring us to a close, I think. And a very important thing to consider as we set our goals for the new year as well. Before we finish up, uh, as you know, JJ, this is Fill Up Your Cup podcast. And so I always love to ask my listeners to share how they keep their cup topped up. Mm. Well, I really turn my phone into an education system. Like I listen to tons of inspiration, whether I'm listening to books on audio, or I'm listening to YouTube videos, or I'm picking the people I'm spending my time with chatting. I really have been mindful of how I use my phone and when and where I really connect. And I think for me, thinking about my phone as an inspiration device has helped me raise my frequency and stay at a level that I'm attracting the energy and conversations like this one uh, that fill me up. So thank you so much for the invitation to share some of these strategies and tools that have helped me along the way. I love that. I kind of want to start calling my phone my inspiration device now because that's way more fun. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your expertise and your energy with us today. This conversation has been an absolute joy and I'm super excited to go and set some aligned goals. 